that's my secret cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Run out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, Cap Captain, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello and welcome to the Infinity Saga and Beyond an MCU Fan Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Jack Siebersout. How are you? Hello. Hello again for the second recording in a row. <laughs> second recording in a row. We're, we're spacing these out over a week so people uh, have more MCU content throughout uh, this delay. We still don't know when the next show is. Um, most people think Moon Knight sometime in March or spring but uh, that hasn't been officially announced and um what we do know is that miss marvel is supposed to be quarter four which is starting in july um did i say captain marvel miss marvel um i don't know what i said no you said miss marvel you okay got, good you got it right. you got it right. <laughs> all right miss marvel is uh apparently also undergoing reshoots that are pretty extensive right now so we don't know I'm assuming it'll still make its date, but I don't think Moon Knight or She-Hawk had to do as extensive reshoots or anything. So um, I think we'll get those shows first, but you know, She-Hawk probably has to do a lot of post-production with, yeah, for, uh, sure. for her, uh, for She-Hawk, and, and potentially seeing um, Professor Hulk. So definitely something to keep an eye on as... Uh, you know, next time we have any sort of news, I'll jump on here and talk some some news, I guess. But uh, you know what? Watch it happen between this week break now that <laughs> I'm putting these up separately. But uh, whenever we find out when those shows are, we will uh, we'll talk about it. But in the meantime, last week we had Jack on. We talked uh, our MCU heroes starting 11. Maybe one time we'll do a villains one. Um, Could be interesting. At some point. That'd be very interesting. But right now, uh, we're going to be talking our trilogy rankings. There's only been four, right? Right. Four trilogies. So we're going to rank the trilogy of the MCU. And then we're also going to create our own trilogy with other similar themes or plot lines that, uh, you know, go in a overarching story and create our own sort of trilogy with movies that are not part of the same series like you know a thor film maybe in a trilogy with captain america movies and you don't know why that is that's not one of my picks because i don't think that actually would ever work but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh, i'm excited to talk about that but uh how's everything been going on your end jack uh very good uh you know reading some comics lately getting into that uh, that's what we should do one time if if you send me the daredevil ones you have um like not mailing them i mean right choose, i can look to see if i'm have them on unlimited or whatever and we can kind of talk about maybe daredevil and how maybe they're going to bring them into this mcu or whatever well that would be awesome because i mean they've brought them in to an extent uh but so far still, we've only but, seen matt yeah yeah exactly we may, maybe this is a variant of him that isn't daredevil that would be very disappointing. 
Uh, I'm sure that's not the case. <laughs> that that would be the <laughs> that would be the most disappointing thing since um, what is it in Wandavision? Ralph Boner. That that's that's it. it <laughs> you know that, what though? I love the Ralph Boner thing. It is. I it is. I love how it much it upsets people. It, it's hilarious because everyone was like, "Oh, Mephisto's coming, and it's gonna and it's gonna be a huge thing." And then uh, Kevin Feige was like, "Haha, no." <laughs> you know what's funny though just to not go off on a tangent here but i do think that that fit thematically of him being a person who was also brainwashed like the rest yeah. of the civilians so i mean for me i thought it worked um i thought it worked fine but you know it was this almost like mystery thing where people were really building it up in their heads um and when it was originally announced that he was coming back to play Quicksilver, you know, like from leakers and stuff, people were really thinking we were going multiverse, which we haven't really gotten from Wanda. Everybody thought that was going to start with the WandaVision show. We we got a it wasn't about that at all. We got a little bit of it at the like in the very end credits (sighs) of Wanda. Yeah, yeah, I guess technically. I mean, I don't. Yeah, she's hearing the voices of her children, which are probably coming from another universe, but. Everybody thought Wanda was like going to break something that Strange had to fix, but then that wasn't the case. And then everybody thought Peter was going to do something that Strange had to fix, and that wasn't the case. Like, um, you know, Strange was equally um, an issue in, in yeah. that, and uh, they they fixed it. There's no more leak. So now we have to figure out how that's, you know, how, how do we get the multiverse for a third time now? <laughs> it's interesting. Um, but yeah, you were talking, sorry, about what about reading comics. Yeah, uh so I've read a few Daredevil comics, uh issue 187 and 204. Uh 187 especially has a fantastic cover. Big fan of it. I'm going to get it framed. Like that's how much I like it. Uh it's it, it it's a perfect white background. It doesn't have the barcode or anything on it as well. So it's completely clean. It's a comic uh, shop copy for people yeah, that don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I did not know. So there, there there you go. That that's that's good information. Yeah. So they made they made two they made two copies of each. They made a newsstand copy which had the UPC, so it could be sold at newsstands and like Barnes and Nobles and stuff. And then they have a copy which is in the comic shops and like that you would get mailed if you had a subscription that does not have that on there, and instead it's just like a white Spider Man logo. Yep, yep, that that is what it has on it. And I'm also a huge fan, if if you uh, remember, of Doctor Strange. So got the Doctor Strange Epic Collection, the the origins of Doctor Strange. Uh, I wonder if it has the exact issues that it has in there. It does. Strange Tales number 110 to uh, number 146, as well as Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 2. So that's what's included in the Epic Collection there. Uh, that runs from July 1963 to July 1966. So three years of Doctor Strange comics in this one book. Got it for 20 bucks, which was a great deal. <laughs> yeah, they were having sales on those uh, Epic Collections for some of them that you got. And then um, the last time we did Spider-Man, I don't know. No, probably not. But um the master marvel masterworks had like a digital sale on comiXology until the third of january volume ones would be 99 cents and volume twos and onward were like a dollar 99 so i i bought 
too many of them. Uh, <laughs> I have... <laughs> but you have to be careful. When you're on Comixology, you're on Comixology, looking at the list of this stuff, there is... Uh, I thought I was clicking the next page, but I clicked buy instantly. And I ended up buying... Marvel Golden Age Comics Masterwork Volume 7. And um, I don't have any of the other volumes that I wasn't really looking at that one. But that was that was $2. I'm not getting back <laughs> at this point. But here's yeah. some of the ones I, I got. Volume 1 through 22 of Man Masterworks. I have um, Spectacular Spider-Man Masterwork Volume 1. Avengers Masterworks Volume 1, 2, and 3. I have Fantastic Four Masterworks through Volume 8. Okay. And I have X-Men Masterworks through Volume 3 and Uncanny X-Men Masterworks through Volume 3. I got Silver Surfer Volume 1, Daredevil Volume 1, Defenders Volume 1, Oh, Daredevil Volume 2. Howard the Duck. I, I Sorry, I had to get Howard the Duck. It was 99 <laughs> cents. I was like, I'm getting this. Okay, okay. I was like, I'm getting this one. And then uh, that's it. So I, I, I don't, how many is that that I bought? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Plus 22. What was that? 47? Yep. Yep. 47. I had a $30 gift card and I had some Christmas money. So I, I bought <laughs> a lot of these. Yeah. But I, really excited for these. I will say the other one I got, my favorite superhero, obviously, uh, Ant-Man. Uh, there's this one, the Astonishing Ant-Man Complete Collection, which is, uh, you know, it's all Scott Lang. So uh, if you know anything about Ant-Man in the comics, you know that that's way better than the alternative uh, of Hank Pym as Ant Man in the comics, uh, but it it has Ant Man from 2015 numbers one through five, uh, astonishing Ant Man one through thirteen, and annual number one and Ant Man Last Days number one. So those are that's what's in this one. This one's about four hundred pages. Uh, the, the, that one, uh, 2015, I don't know about Astonishing Ant-Man when that's from. That that doesn't have a date listed in there, but uh, I love the art style of this, uh, of these ones. You know, they're, they're, so, they're, they look fantastic. I've just flipped through it before I, before I've like started reading it because I'm reading the Doctor Strange ones first, uh, especially after seeing, you know, Doctor Strange in Spider-Man No Way Home, but you know the the art style in this one. I I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. It says 2015 for Astonishing Ant Man. Okay. Yeah. So I guess is it's, it written it's all, by it's Nick Spencer? Um. It. Yes, it is. Cool. Yep. yep written yep. by Nick Spencer. So, there you go. That is uh, the 2015. He he's writing. Uh, he was writing some of the Amazing Spider Man recently. Um, nice. That, some people did not like, but some people Ooh. did, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I want to thank anybody that found us due to the Spider-Man reviews. We did have uh, Jack on for the first full spoiler review of Spider-Man, and those episodes did all three of the, you know, I did the instant reaction. 
and then the two spoiler reviews uh, are some of the highest of our listeners. So um, thank you if, if you're sticking around uh, after that. But speaking of No Way Home, then let's go ahead and rank some of these trilogies as we just got the Spider-Man Home trilogy wrapped up last month. Hasn't even been a month yet. It's been like three weeks, yeah. three or four weeks. Um, and I've seen it four times. <laughs> uh, I was on my way to see it six times. I don't think I'm going to be able to get there now. I've seen it three and then, you know, had to isolate myself. So I've not been able to get back. But I will say, I think I will enjoy it more now than if I'd went six straight times because yeah. I've this movie again now that I've been isolating for like two weeks. I'm ready to go see it. Nice. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, did we want to kind of do this like we did that where we, maybe let's start with the bottom and do our worst our least favorite trilogy and yeah, then I, why that kind of is our least favorite trilogy and then go upwards yeah i think i think that's a, i think that's a good idea probably have the same one yeah for for the bottom one yeah. I, I have a feeling we might uh well did you want to go first or should should i i i i'll go first i guess right. i i have uh I have Thor as yeah. the <laughs> fourth best trilogy out of the four trilogies. I have it broken down here. Thor, I think, is very underrated. I, I really like Thor 1, really enjoyed it, saw it, and really thought this is a you know, this is a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was a good origin film, I thought. Um Thor the Dark World that's my it's my least favorite of the MCU films. Well that and in Incredible Hulk um are are both pretty down there. That's okay? fair. So it just bores me. I I liked it the first time I saw it in theaters. I really did. I was on my college program. I went with some friends. We were driving home talking about it like, "Man, that was a great movie. They just keep knocking him out of the park." And now I'm like, "Man, that movie was not that great." And anytime I watch it, I just struggle through it. And it's not like it's bad. It's just, it doesn't really know where it's going to go. Part of the issue is that I think Loki was actually supposed to die in that movie from what I've read. And then with his popularity of Avengers, they, you know, do the whole fake death thing to make him kind of stick around. And I wasn't upset with that, but I I think it makes some of the, story meander a bit malekith is not a great villain unfortunately for christopher eccleston uh, eccleston because he's uh, a good actor but yeah for for me i got dark world as the worst one of the trilogy and the worst of the mcu then i have ragnarok as ending the trilogy on a high point thor film made by a mile really enjoyed ragnarok had a ball with it and it's going to be really weird if we talk about them as being a trilogy because love and thunder is going to be so close to Ragnarok in the sense of tone and stuff that it almost seems like they have to be split up into duologies of Thor and dark world and then Ragnarok and, uh, and got, uh, you know, love and thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be weird when we get a fourth film here, how we're going to talk about this, but uh, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on the Thor trilogy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna echo a lot of the same things because I have Thor in my lap. I mean, 
last place out of four still isn't that bad because uh here, here, here's but it's what fourth I place for me by a mile. It is yeah, like... <laughs> I, yeah. I, th- I think it's I, I think it, it was the the easiest one to come up with in this ranking for me, uh, because the first two movies just it. I I saw like a I saw a post about this recently. Like the only director that seems to have cared about Thor as a character is really just Taika Waititi. Like that. That's about it. He he he's he's been the director out of the MCU that's treated Thor's character with the most respect, I think, and gotten him the most right and likable. Uh, and I, I think, I think that that's great. Uh, but unfortunately Ragnarok as great of a movie as it is, just can't redeem this trilogy up to get it past that, that bottom spot for me. You know what? I, I'm not as high on, on Thor as you are for the first one. I think it's still a pretty good movie. Uh, but it, it's more like a neutral one. Like it, it's not one that I'll, I'll be like, if, if I'm going back, like, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, I want to rewatch an MCU movie. Which one am I going to watch? Thor isn't going to be near the top of the, of the, of the list for me, but it's still, it's still like, I, it's, it's fine enough. Like it, it's, it, it's, it's more neutral than anything, I guess for me, uh, Thor, the dark world uh, for me is just pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it it struggles way too much. It it spends too much of the time trying to figure out what kind of movie it needs to be. I think, and I will say this about it, Endgame actively made it a better movie. I feel like, uh, and that that's kind of that's kind of an interesting indictment of it that where it's featured for like five minutes, it, it does a better job uh, attaching myself to that movie than the movie itself. Uh, I, I do know that there are some people that like it specifically. It's one of my dad's favorite MCU movies, uh, apparently. So uh, he he really enjoys that one. Uh, so, uh, it, Jordan, you're still muted, Sorry. by the way. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I think is funny? I thought I clicked on mute, but um, you know how you talk about how Endgame handles that movie so much better. It's funny. It's the same writers, uh, Mar- Mar- yeah. Marcus and McFeely wrote the dark world and also wrote winter soldier and civil war and then all the you know infinity war endgame so i do think it's funny that um i mean they also wrote it with christopher yost though too so you know maybe that's what drag it down i don't know i don't want to throw it but I, i think maybe what it is is that the script was probably fine to begin with and then when things had to get changed with you know they changed directors they had to make Loki a bigger role. I think that may have gotten some of what made Dark World not not so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Thor Ragnarok, great movie. Uh, just really fantastic. Hits everything correctly. Uh, you know, has that perfect balance of humor, action, emotion. Just and and does a great job at actually like feeling like it's setting up stuff. That's going to be meaningful later on in the MCU. I feel like uh, Thor the Dark World, when you rewatch it, feels a little bit weaker because it doesn't feel like it sets up as much uh, for the future uh, as as other MCU projects since then. So I I feel I I feel like Thor Ragnarok, you know, it it, and it it has like great it it treats the Hulk as a, a good character, too. You know, like that. That's one of the best movies that we've gotten that explores the Hulk really, which is really interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed 
that that movie it's it's fantastic and i i've it's the only one of the thor trilogy i think that i i will actively like go back and rewatch if i'm not doing a full rewatch of the mcu all right so we'll see where we go from here i have in third best trilogy i have the iron man trilogy all right i i, I will not? say i i have it as well i okay. I, I have that one as well yep <laughs> okay so Iron Man 1 starts off great. Great start to the MCU. I feel like Tony Zach in this movie. Um, not like best, like you're the best, but like his his portrayal and the character, I feel like is at the most interesting and the best in um, Iron Man 1. Iron Man 2, most people rank this one as the worst, uh, but that this is, uh, and also one of the worst of the MCU films. This is, I love Iron Man 2. I really do. I think I'm not sure if it's better than Iron Man 1 for me, but it's definitely up there. I really enjoy Iron Man 2. Intro to Black Widow. We get some Nick Fury in this. We get uh Justin Hammer as as one of the best villains, I think. And I can't wait for him to come back at some point because I just really enjoyed <laughs> Justin Hammer in this. You know, one of my favorite things is when he's come dancing onto the stage near the end of the movie. It, it is it cracks me up every single time. And, uh, you know, I, I just really, really enjoyed Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3? Now, I, I think you mentioned this. Wasn't that one of your cousin's favorites? Or yeah, or my, 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 my brother really likes it. Your brother, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is my least favorite of the Iron Man films, okay? This movie does nothing for me, really. And I think I know the reason. Shane Black is the director for this. It feels very different from the John Favreau Iron Man films. Um, I'm not not one to complain. It's not like I had an issue with the Mandarin reveal, and especially now Shang-Chi really makes that um, even better that they didn't waste it on the Mandarin being real. And um, we got Trevor again in Shang-Chi. So like th this worked out very well in that regard. But I think Aldrich Killian is a very weak villain. Um I, like I was really into it when it was the Mandarin and um I thought it was a fine twist. I'm not like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people at that time that were really upset who were comic fans and stuff. My thought was it really blew the steam out of the sails for me of the Mandarin was very menacing. When they were doing this, like, oh, it is a, you know, it's a um, terrorist and, and all this kind of stuff. And then it turns out it's just an actor, which, again, is fine. I'm not having an issue with that. But then the villain that's behind it all, instead of being, like, even better or more menacing, it's it's the wizard behind the curtain. It's the man behind the yeah. curtain in Oz, and it just deflates the rest of the movie for me. The final battle is literally just a million Iron Man suits flying around. Uh, Pepper gets the extremist stuff. It is bizarre at that point, And I'm not a big fan of the final act. And I think that's probably where it falls apart to me. The first two acts, I, I really dug it. The third act, I think is just a lot of Iron Man. I get the message of Tony, like working on himself and having the PTSD. I really enjoy all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, the final battle, just him creating and calling all these Iron Man bots. I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. And it's now this is the one I 
I I have watched Iron Man three maybe three times in my life. I I do not revisit a lot at all. Yeah, th- th- those are fair. Th- those are fair reasoning for all of them. I I I'm I'm, I'm going to repeat a lot. I'm sure, but I uh, yeah I I I mean Iron Man one great introduction to the MCU. Uh, I I really I really like it. I think um, Obadiah Stane is actually a, a solid villain in that one. You know. Uh, it you always I feel like from the very beginning you get the feeling like something's not right with this guy, and it it really builds on that throughout the entire thing. It uh, gave us one of the most iconic lines in the MCU. You know, I, I think Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. You know, great great line. <laughs> the delivery on it too, perfect. Uh, I I really like this. We get we get. Uh, you know, introductions to so much to come. We get Phil Col- Colson in this. We get Nick Fury in the end credits scene. Uh, re- really, really great introduction to the MCU. And also, of course, uh, blowing the audience's expectations out of the water when I when Tony actually reveals that he's Iron Man. You know, that's there's not any really superhero movies before this, or at least major ones. that. And that wasn't going to be the case either. Yeah, like that this is a brand new thing for superhero movies that the heroes aren't going to have secret identities or at least most of them aren't. I'm right? pretty sure he, I ad lived that. Yeah. I, th- I, I, it's, I, I mean, it, I would believe it because it sounds, it sounds kind of ad libbed, but the delivery just comes off perfectly. Uh, so I, I really think that that's awesome. How, how that happened. If it, if it's ad libbed that, that makes this so much better, honestly. Uh, so, uh, that can only make it better in my in my mind. Uh, but then Iron Man two, I I I like I like it a, a lot. I like the introduction to uh, Rhodey. I also think that maybe maybe it's because we've gotten him for longer. But Don Cheadle I think does a better job than I think it's Terrence Howard the first time around who who plays. Yeah, uh, next plays time Rhodey. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I I I think. I, I think he does a much better job at it, and uh, I, I like him a lot more in it. Plus, you know, I I do kind I do kind of like the 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 subplot in there with like uh you know he's trying to figure out how to how to fix the arc reactor and make him and uh you know make himself stronger better. I I feel like the the final battle, it's decent. I I think it, I think the it's it's very similar to Iron Man three as well, and that there's a lot of like. I guess it's more like drones flying around that, that, that they're fighting, but mm-hmm. I I also think it makes it a little bit less interesting when they're fighting just like drones and stuff. Then, uh, yes, they they do uh, eventually fight. Is it? It's Ivan, right? I, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, Ivan. Whiplash, uh, yeah, Whiplash, yeah. But I I don't I don't know I I I I I was I wasn't a huge fan fan. Yeah, I felt that was that one, but I thought that was more interesting in like that um, the the. Ex- into then like the iron man 3 fight being at like the what was it the shipyard or something i don't know yeah was... like a harbor yeah 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 i and then for iron man uh, for iron man 3 uh it's interesting because i i really like this like this is uh so i didn't i didn't start watching the mcu movies like in theaters until avengers because you know when I, I'm sorry to make you feel old here for a second, Jordan, but <laughs> when Iron Man comes out, I'm eight. So I, I'm I, I'm not allowed to watch it yet. So that, that's, high school. Yes. Yeah, so I, so, I was in 11th grade. Yeah. So I, I, 
I didn't start watching it until Avengers. So Iron Man three was like the first MCU movie besides Avengers with, with that I got to see, uh, which made it super exciting for me. Uh, I remember when when like the Lego lines released for it. I got every single set from that. I still have all of them built as well. Uh, with with like they they released like one of Tony's mansion and everything with the with the helicopter attacking it. Uh, but the the thing the thing is the Legos did not reflect the the movie because the Mandarin in that was an actual villain and he had like a, a flamethrower car. And yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. If that if that was an actual thing in the movie, would have made this movie a lot better. Uh. I think some of it's really intriguing. I, I think, I, I think, you know, like you said, Tony working through his issues is a very interesting thing, but I, I feel like all the stuff that makes it really interesting for me gets undone a lot in age of Ultron. Uh, mm. I, I feel because like, you know, he blows up all his suits, the end of Iron Man three. And he's like, I'm going to focus on you, Pepper. Then we see him in age of Ultron, a new suit. And then he has more suits in his in his uh, in his in his hall of Iron Man suits, and it's like, okay, so you blew up all these suits and said, yeah, I'm focusing on other things now, and then all of a sudden you have seventy more, and I, yeah. I get it, he's still Iron Man, right? But yeah, I think it fits in the sense of like that's who Tony is, and I think they even kind of mentioned this. I'm not sure if Pepper does or not, but like how he always has to fix something, and like. Mm. At that point, I think his intention was to focus on Pepper and stuff, but he just can't help it. He just he just yeah. can't help himself. Yeah, I I, I will say I I do like um I, I I like um the scene especially where right before we get the Mandarin reveal, where he's buying like all of this uh all of this different stuff to to like create like gadgets and stuff to to break into where he thinks the Mandarin's going to be. That that's that's great and and it's a great characterization of Tony Stark and and shows like you know this is a really smart guy who can do anything out of out of just everyday objects right like he it shows us the genius part of his, of of Tony Stark and I I really enjoy that part um you know I I think I I, I agree with you though that Killian is not a great villain uh probably. Uh, I mean, actually, not probably, definitely in the bottom half, probably even in the bottom 25% of MCU villains for me. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of in Amazing Spider-Man when they make Jamie Foxx be all ugly and yeah, they do the same yeah. thing to Guy Pierce and then make him look better at the Like, it looks very same-like there. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just not, it's just not, I, the like you said, the, the final, the final third act of this, uh, not not fantastic i do like the scene where like he uh where tony like jumps off the crane and like falls and like gets into the iron man suit that's that's a really cool scene that's about all i remember really from the from the third act of that movie which i think shows everything you need to know about about it uh there so yeah it, it comes in third place the first two uh i i feel like this is the this is the only trilogy for me that has like a downward slope in terms of like how good the movie is right so like thor is starts at a midpoint goes way down and then shoots way back up iron man's just a, a line down which is unfortunate because uh i i feel like he I, I feel like if john favreau directed the third iron man movie we we get a way different trilogy yeah i think it'd be better i do yeah. 
So yeah, according to Deadline here, the line was not scripted. It was a downy ad lib. Um, the audience reaction gave Marvel Studios the confidence to do it again when they brought Thor to the screen. Because in some of the comics, Thor has a secret identity of Dr. Donald Blake, which is why he has the Donald uh, thing on his shirt at one point. Um, yeah, so the, the I Am Iron Man um, was something that they, they, loved, they loved and took from him, worked with how they were going to be doing the um, secret identities. Um, based off of Robert Downey Jr. just making it up. Yeah, wow. <laughs> really incredible. All right, my number two best MCU trilogy. Here we go. Okay. The Spider-Man Home Trilogy. You're, okay. You're not, you're not going to believe this, but I actually have the same one for that as well. <laughs> so we're on I, the I, same path. Yes, yeah. Um. Yeah, I have Homecoming, great start to the new MCU Spider-Man, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies ever. I have Far From Home as the weakest of the three, uh, but still better than the Amazing Spider-Man films for me. And I think it has a great villain in Mysterio. Um, some of the vil- visuals with Mysterio is great. Seeing Peter Parker in a Netherlands uh, soccer jersey <laughs> is awesome as well. And then No Way Home, which I've you know I've done like three or four podcasts about already, but the three, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time, and I think it ends the trilogy at the strongest point. It made this a whole origin story trilogy, which I think is beautiful. Um, but yeah, that that's how I have Spider-Man. Yeah, I I, I think you know uh, Homecoming and Far From Home are both really good Spider-Man movies. But the reason why it's in second place for me is that they don't get to like the elite level of like MCU movies until No Way Home comes out. So I, I feel like at, at, like by themselves, they they don't stand as strong as they do when they're when they're considered after uh, con- like considering the events of No Way Home, which brings it down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Homecoming. I, I I think the Vulture is one of the better MCU villains that that, that they've introduced. I think he, they do a good job at showing like, you know, the the origin of, of him as a villain and how far back it goes. And uh, I also like the the nod to Donald Glover with uh, Miles Morales, uh, mm-hmm. how he inspired the creation of that character playing uh, Miles's uncle. So I, I think that that's a really a really cool detail that uh that they throw in there uh and also as a community fan i i have to i have to <laughs> mention that since you know that community and donald glover is the reason why that uh that character got its start uh so uh i i think homecoming is is very good uh but i i think i i, I you know far from home also very good i saw it in theaters twice i think that one including on opening day really really good movie uh i like mysterio as a villain in it i also really enjoyed the the reveal at the end that like uh fury and hill in the in this movie are scrolls yes because it yeah. sets up so much uh potential for the future so i i'm i i i was pretty excited to see that i thought it was very interesting uh i i will say like it it's 
there, there's a few there's a few things in there that I'm not as big of a fan of. Like I I feel like the you know there there's a lot of criticism about Spider Man before No Way Home as, as mm. being like too attached to Iron Man and like you know his villains are just Iron Man villains that didn't get to fight Tony and I kind of get that a little bit and I but I I also appreciate that they that you know they're showing that. Peter isn't a fully like mature hero in this or anything. He's he's just growing up and he and he's trying to figure everything out. So I I think it works well, but I I also think like the whole thing with like Tony call like oh Tony called my invention barf and that's why I'm evil now. I'm like fun. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's just because of that. Yeah, right? I mean, they're I, all slighted, right? You right, even see yeah. the Peter Billingsley character that gets yelled at about that scene that you talked about with yeah. the box of scraps. Um, but my one complaint with people that complain about that all the time is that as I've talked about in the Spider-Man stuff I've done, I think I did this in my instant reaction, all these interpretations are valid now, like, you know, mm -hmm. with the multiverse, right? So if you want to see a Spider-Man that doesn't have anything to do with Iron Man, watch Amazing Spider-Man or Tobey Maguire's. Yeah. Um, we've been asking for Spider-Man to be part of this universe for so long. We got it. And then people immediately were like, well, never mind. I don't want, but it was really cool. My mind was blown when it Mysterio, is a not that he's a bad guy i know he's a bad guy but i mean my mind is blown that it went back and he did the barf technology and that um you know peter billingsley character that they showed the scene from iron man again and that he was there and all these people that were slighted by tony were there because that's how some of this stuff has happened like you know kingpin was a spider-man villain that has become a daredevil villain now like mm -hmm. it's a precedence in the comics for some of these villains to have a through line from other um, heroes that then maybe, you know, face each other differently. So, and, and I think with Iron Man being like the godfather of the MCU, it's, it, you know, one way to make these people seem like they've been around a while is by tying it in to that kind of thing. And I think that, you know, like, I don't know what else's motivation would be if you're putting Mysterio in on this. And that's, there therein lies the issue i thought they were very creative with how they did that because otherwise what would he just wants to trick spider-man but like why then did spider-man do anything to him well we barely seen right, spider-man no, in this universe it would be hard to be like well spider-man calls this you didn't see it off screen though like seeing yeah. jake gyllenhaal behind the stage of the presentation and stuff was like really cool because now when you go watch civil war you're like here it is here's the origin of mysterio here yeah. um so I, I i do agree i i, I don't think i i don't personally think about like uh no you know, i'm not the, saying you do I'm yeah. Just saying, yeah people that do complain about it all the time yeah i i i i also think um it, it's kind of it's kind of weird like um uh the whole subplot with like uh what what was uh brad in it right like uh him being like uh you know, on the school trip and like hitting on MJ the the whole time and like Peter dealing with that and like they kind of build them up to be something some some like kind of not really villain but you know like an a, an enemy I guess of Peter but 
you know, they didn't do anything with it. And it and it's unlikely that they will now, given the events of No Way Home. So mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like an odd kind of subplot in there. I I get some of the reasoning to put it in there. But at the same time, it feels like, you know, uh, I, I guess it makes sense because, you know, the version of Flash Thompson that they have, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be doing, doing any of this. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it makes sense. But I, I also think. It's a, it's a bit of a strange kind of inclusion in there, but No Way Home, uh, great conclusion to the trilogy. I so it, I I feel like the Spider-Man trilogy follows the Thor line of like the movies, but it, it's a lot less drastic. The drop off in the middle there, uh, so yeah, it's 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 just like a it's like a V instead of a U or something, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a it's a linear curve, not a not an exponential curve. That, right. That's that's what it is. And uh yeah, I mean it's it's a fantastic movie. It's it's in my top three MCU movies of all time. Uh uh No Way Home. It's in third place for me. And it, it's really good. It it introduces the the other two. Uh yeah. that would be Captain America Civil War and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Okay. That those I which, you know, you can kind of guess where we're where we're well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're only down with one trilogy left. Yeah, anyway. we're <laughs> yeah, you can guess where we're going then. Uh but I you know, I, I think that No Way Home is just fantastic and introduces the multiverses in in an interesting way and shows how it can function, even if it's not like fully open now, right? It it shows how it it'll function in the MCU. And I, I think that's important. It, it gives a, it, it also gives so much fan service and gives so much hope that like, you know, all of these fan favorite characters that were in non MCU movies, they could all theoretically come back. Like theoretically, not saying they will, right. I'm, I'm not going to say that they will, but they theoretically could. It also gives us more characterization of Dr. Strange. Bring me Bring me <laughs> Mr. Fantastic from the 2005 film. Chris Evans could come back as the Human Torch. It, yes, it, it bring could Jessica Alba. Bring me all of these. <laughs> it, it could all happen uh, as long as you know. As long as it's not the the one from uh, Fan Four Stick in uh, in um, yeah, like no 2015 or whatever. No. Uh, yeah, as long as it's not them, um, I'm, good, I'm good with that. But uh, you know, great Doctor Strange characterization. Bring uh, me Tobias thing. <laughs> Tobias Fumke has uh, the thing. Yeah. Really open up this multiverse. Imagine. Imagine uh, a portal opens. It's uh, it, a random man. Daddy's got to get his rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, I that that would be that would. That would be the funniest end credit scene, like to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That's you get the, the Russos end. to direct that because the Russos directed Arrested Development. Yeah, just uh, could you could you imagine that would be that would be it would make so many MCU fans mad. So many oh, yeah. of them. Well, would you know get the so blue stair car is in Civil War, and Tobias yeah. is in um uh in the Collector's place in Infinity War. Yeah, so as he, a blue man. Yeah. There you go. It's it, just just bring it in, bring in the variants of Tobias. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I mean, and also it introduces Matt Murdock and, and uh, to the MCU, uh, No Way Home, which not necessarily related to Spider Man, but Daredevil is one of my favorite superheroes, so gotta mention. So, it. and that's what I want to ask: Were you super familiar 
before the show or is it the show that's making him climb up those ranks that quickly? Uh, I knew I knew about him a little bit before because he's been in some animated series as well. Yeah. Uh, so and also I've just I've just heard about heard about him before. Uh, just but the show is really making him climb up quite a bit as well, as well as reading the comics as well and has made him climb up as as a hero. I, I think he's he's a very interesting hero in, in this. But, uh, you know, it's a great conclusion to this Spider-Man trilogy gives pretty much a blank slate almost to to go off of for the next the next trilogy of things you know you you can introduce so many classic spider-man villains into it you can introduce like gwen stacy you could introduce uh mary jane watson into into the universe harry osborn nor like a, a different or or uh you know although actually harry osborn doesn't exist we don't know because, that we don't know that right Norman uh, just says, my son, dot, dot, dot. So we, we don't this know is true. Uh, maybe, if he maybe, exists or not. Maybe he does exist and he just doesn't know. know uh, he doesn't look the same or something. Yep. That, I, I, I you know, originally I was like, I, I was thinking he doesn't exist. And maybe, maybe that that's a good, that's a I good think they catch. wrote it like that to go wherever they want. Like, it could yeah. literally be Norman was like, my son is like, not my son. He doesn't look right. Yeah, because um, it's not going to look like James Franco. So for him, he right. won't really recognize um, his son. Yeah, so I I think that that's I think that that's really interesting because they can set up so much for the future. So imagine many him going directions. to school and mm-hmm. his doctor, you know, like his professor's Kurt Connors, and he's like, yep. I know what happens to you in another universe, man. Like, <laughs> like you know, that would get him like, I got to keep an eye on these guys. Gotta yeah, keep an eye on these people. Yeah, or like his professor could be Otto Octavius too, you know, right? Like, I mean, they're they're both they're they're both involved in in that kind of stuff. So, uh, or maybe he, or maybe uh, you know, Oscorp does start to exist. Maybe it, maybe it finally gets founded. Uh, yeah, but as a startup or something. Tech yeah, startup or something. there. I've I've also heard like people saying, what if uh, you know, this version of Peter starts Oscorp with norman osborne because norman osborne can be young in this universe yeah right like so there there's so many different directions they can go with this so i i'm excited to see uh where where it goes and i i think that's the that's the the biggest thing that makes the spider-man trilogy super exciting and just the fact that no way home makes all the movies in the trilogy better there was a rumor going around too that like the next plan is for another trilogy and then in between each movie getting one of those animated series. So we have Spider-Man freshman year coming out. Oh, okay. So then it sounds like then maybe between movies four and five or five and six, there would be um, two other series. Ooh, okay. Interesting. About, you know, not freshman year now, but like something else. Right. That helps fill in gaps somewhere else. So that could be very uh, interesting. That'd be a way for Disney to get Spider-Man going and for Sony to keep using them in the movies of, All right, so we both have this one. Captain America trilogy. I have First Avenger. Again, underrated gem. I remember seeing this one in theaters. You were probably two years old. I was in theaters. I was 11. I was 11. <laughs> I was in theaters watching this one. My dad was a Captain America guy. Uh, I, you know, we, we were starting to build up to the Avengers. It was great. It, it, you know, everything was in the air. It was a great World War II film. 
I think it's very underrated when it comes to it. And I think a lot of people have started showing appreciation for it again recently because people, not a lot of people saw this movie in theaters. I mean, it made decent money, but it didn't make what they make now. And people have caught up with it on Disney plus Netflix, wherever it was before. And I think people have kind of come around to this film. Winter soldier. Great movie. Usually hailed as one of the best superhero movies of all time. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's a good uh, personal story with, you know, Steve having to see somebody that he thought he let down and was one of his best friends be a murder machine and him having to try to, you know, deal with that. And um, also the whole out of time moment, uh, which we got a little bit of in Avengers, but we really get to explore it here uh, with Winter Soldier. This was the first MCU movie my wife went and saw, by the way in theaters i had to show her i didn't have time to show her everything else i had to show her first avenger before we went and saw this one um and then civil war this is you know one of my favorite mcu films this has all the threads from the previous cap and avenger movies and uh just a a great superhero comic book event with all the heroes and the introduction of spider-man by the way in the mcu so yeah i think this is the uh just most consistent and best um trilogy yeah i i i agree i think it's definitely the most consistent uh like you said first avenger great movie uh i i love the the music in this one as well that's that's one thing that i i i love the theme that that they use in it 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 just feels see it, it feels like patriotic but also like superhero like it, it's it it fits Captain America. It it's, I I mean I kind of have it stuck in my head right now as well as as you were like talking about it. I like the which one uh, the the Captain America song when he's doing his I know no, like oh yeah that no I got I got the I got the Captain America song when he's doing the you know the bomb the U.S. your best man's gun yeah yeah I I I love I love that movie and it it just shows like it gives so much information about Steve Rogers, like that, that'll, that benefits his, his character in the future. Like, you know, he never gives up no matter what, like in that setup. Up all the way through. Yep. Exactly. Dance, it becomes an end to end game. Like that is yeah, it, beautiful. Exactly. Like it, it's sets up so many story threads that are literally decades out from being completed <laughs> or not quite a decade, but very close. Uh, still it, it's, it's really good. We we get introduced to the Infinity Stones without like, or at least most casual MCU fans at the time, no idea what it was about. But uh, but you know, it it introduces us to one of the big parts of the entire Infinity Saga, and I'm I, I really I really enjoy that. I I think it's I think it's great. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU film. It's my favorite one. Uh, it has so much that I love about it. Uh, there are so many small things about it as well. Like, first of all, there's a lot of political drama in it, which I, I'm very into politics. It, it fits perfectly for me. Uh, so that that's one thing for sure. I also really, really enjoy that they that they actually like introduce really Doctor Strange to the universe in this because yeah, the first they, reference. They, yeah. yeah, they mention him and uh, 
that that's pretty cool looking back on it. I also love the introduction to Sam. Sam is quickly becoming one of my favorite superheroes as well. So uh he he he's definitely up there. I think the the like kind of uh friendship between uh between Nat and uh Steve in this as well is real is really good. Uh and it does a lot of heavy lifting for characterization for Steve and Bucky's character arc that eventually gets settled. Uh and it, it, the Nat thing really helps mm-hmm. with the Civil War, you know, when she yeah. lets him go and takes down Black Panther to let him go and stuff. Exactly. Like um, I and their connection in Endgame and stuff. I mean, right. Yeah. So it, it show it shows so much good stuff really in, in, in this movie. And also the final the final act of this is one of my fa- is one of my favorites. I, I love the battle scene on on the, the helicarriers. Yeah. yeah it, it's so it's so much fun to watch and it's so engaging. Uh because and I, I have to mention this, uh, because the Russo brothers direct this, there is uh the actor who or Danny Pudi who plays Abed in mm-hmm. the community is also makes a cameo in this, which I love. And they put one in each of their films, don't they? they they've yeah. done like an Arrest Development reference in almost every one, and yep. the actors from Community in every yep. one. Uh, because uh, the Dean from Community, uh, which Civil uh, Jim War Rash, or this one? yep, Civil Civil War, okay. uh, Jim Rash is in Civil War, and is it Yvette Nicole Brown? I think in Endgame. Uh, yeah, I think and so. Ken Jeong is also in in Endgame. I can't remember who they put in in Infinity War, if anyone. Uh, but still, it, it's it. I I really like that that part of it. Um, and you, I mean, well, I I just really like I just really like this movie. It's 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 like the one that I've watched the most. I think I've probably watched it twenty times. I not, oh, they not put exa- Brie Larson too. They put Brie Larson right, in yeah. Endgame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I but I've watched I've watched uh the Winter Soldier so many times because it's so good. It, it's it, it's just one of my favorite movies, uh, in general outside outside of the MCU context as well. But then Civil War. Ah, oh, I I love that one as well. I I saw I saw it in theaters like two times two or three times maybe uh which was the pre the previous record of how many uh, of movies i've seen the most in theaters before uh spider-man but i uh, i i really i really like this movie because it showcases so much interesting stuff and it shows you know we've always known there's a divide between the ideology of iron man and captain america like from the avengers movie we we've seen this and we finally see what it what it really means and how it gets brought out in these characters. And so so many characters get developed in this. Captain America get gets the most development, obviously, but we get solid characterization for all almost every character that's featured in this. Uh so it does so much while while being a great Captain America movie, it's also a great just MCU movie because it does all of the work for these characters. And plus you know, I've got to mention that it has Ant-Man in it. So, I mean, that, that makes it a great movie already. Uh, and I, I think, I think it's, um, it also nails down that, that humor to seriousness, uh, ratio perfectly. Uh, Zemo, I know, I know a lot of people who don't like him as a villain. I think he, he's fantastic because 
he's he's literally just doing this out of pure revenge pure like pure need for revenge and no superpowers whatsoever i think the way he goes about doing it is just i i mean it it shows it it's just a cool villain he's just a cool villain i i think uh and it shows that no that the avengers have like a true toll on at on normal people who who uh who uh might seek vengeance right like i think i think it's very interesting in that regard Uh, what (laughs) batman yes seeking vengeance yeah i i i really enjoy civil war um yeah i i mean all all of these movies are just fantastic but i i will say that the winter soldier still takes the cake overall as as my favorite of these three uh, although Civil War is a close second, and First Avengers a, a, a pretty close third as well. Yeah, I have uh, I have Civil War is higher. Uh, than, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I can as see as it much as, well, as people yeah. probably would be like, "What?" Uh, but yeah, I do. Um, you know, the smartest thing Marvel ever did was giving McFeely and uh, um, you know Marcus McFeely and um, why am I blanking on? Uh, um, Marcus and, and McFeely. There we go. Um, giving Marcus and McFeely the the keys to the car, pretty much to do Civil War and the Avenger films, um, and then pairing up with the Russos, I think worked really well. Yeah. Um, and the Russos are you know in talks to come back, as we keep hearing. Um, they really want to do Secret Wars, I think. So that would be that'd be interesting. Um, or you know, I think they would be really good if you got you got them and Marcus and McFeely back to introduce X Men. I think that would be really good. They show they can juggle a million characters. Yeah. I think that would be really great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how, in in most of their movies that they direct, they're they're like handling fifteen to thirty, and they know that like from well. TV because they handled Arrested Development exactly. Community, which each have big cast. They had done yep. Happy Endings, which also had a big cast. So. I mean, they knew how to fit everybody in uh, when it comes to it. So let's create our own trilogies. So I have, I made one that's just what I think is the strongest of the trilogies. And I've mentioned it for examples every time we did this. So I didn't really count this as one that I did. This is one of the five I've done, but it's not, um, not like my final submission, I guess, because I've I've given this away on so many shows, but I have Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. These films have a consistent storyline. The Avengers break up, they lose while they're broken up, and then they come back together in Endgame to win. So I really feel like that would be kind of a strong storyline. And um, you know, they they kind of fall apart in Civil War, which is like a loss. You know, that's a mm-hmm. that's a loss for them, and then they lose again in Infinity War, and then just getting it all back together at Endgame, I think can be very powerful. And I, I think watching those three, like back to back to back is just a lot of fun. And in civil war, you're at least introduced most of the characters and then infinity war, you're going to get introduced to a few more, but mostly you were introduced to them all in civil war. I, I think that would be, I call it the favorite films, meaning like, uh, I think that this, they're not, they were my three favorite before no way home, but I, I think, this would be like the strongest trilogy you can make with a single story. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I came up with five. Two of them are a little bit weaker than the others, but uh, because I came up with them in like five minutes before uh, <laughs> before this. But uh, the, the one that I gave as an example of, of one is I don't really have a name for it, but I think it works decently well as a trilogy. And it's three of my favorite MCU movies as well. Uh, before No Way Home as well, but Captain America, the Winter Soldier, you know, it introduces you to, uh, to this idea of like, a you know, shield and just the world in general is trying to get rid of threats before they even become a problem. Uh, and also gives you some good characterization for Captain America, which will be important later in this trilogy and, uh, the Winter Soldier as well. Second movie is Ant-Man. Because uh, you got introduced to this idea of trying to get rid of threats before they they happen. And then you see this happen. Someone shows up, someone gets this uh, technology and starts showing up and cause and causing things mm. uh, to happen. So uh, and the re- the the real linkage between this is that fight scene between Falcon, uh, Falcon and Scott. So I, I think that that's what gets the, the linkage in between here uh, really well. And then we go to Captain America Civil War uh, because Ant-Man is in this, you know, there. Uh, and I, I think it, it brings it together. It, it gets Captain America. It finishes Captain America's story arc to an extent or at least, at least gets you enough of it to like where you can understand him as a character and all and also, uh, you know, is just a fun movie. I think like if I was just to watch three movies or if i was to recommend three movies to just get people into the mcu with like uh that that would be my my three because i think it covers three different types of movies as well you know you've got a serious one that uh, a more serious one that uh that has some more heavy topics in it you've got what what function what functions almost like a comedy a slash heist movie uh in in the center of that and then you have an awesome just like massive scale superhero movie so i think it, it shows it, it shows three distinct story like three distinct types of movies in the mcu while also that, that's the it. falcon trilogy yeah kind of is yeah <laughs> that, that, kind of like that is. yeah or the falcon lang trilogy or something yep. I don't know. but you know he's not in the first one but yep. you know falcon is the through line throughout yeah. all of those films okay I have the Black Panther Wakanda trilogy. Okay. Are you okay. ready? We yep. start off with Age of Ultron. This is where Ulysses Claw is introduced. Hear about Vibranium. We hear about Wakanda. In fact, Bruce Banner reads it horribly off the monitor. Wakanda or whatever you say? Yep. We get Civil War introducing Wakanda politics. Okay. And we get mm-hmm. to see black panther and we get to see t'chaka die and then we get black panther we see a happy ending at the end of black panther um you know he's starting to assimilate and open up wakanda to the world and i think that would be a pretty strong thing but you you know you kind of just get hints of it in age of ultron you get kind of the whole storyline of claw in there as well because he dies in black panther and you know kind of getting what I would call like the Black Panther or Wakanda like setup trilogy, right? Like this is, and unfortunately, you know, we don't have, um, you know, we won't have T'Challa going forward anymore after those Avenger films. So unfortunately this is kind of like a, 
promise left unfulfilled at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's, you know, one of the things that Black Panther and Civil War and some of these movies have done is they made Age of Ultron better uh, with some of these hints and stuff. So I think kind of starting there and then kind of seeing it progress that way, I think would be really fun. It's like you kind of get teases of Wakanda, teases of Wakanda again in Civil War, and then you finally see it and get the beat all up in Wakanda. Right. I'm I'm gonna go with one of my weaker ones next, uh, just because. Are you trying to say it, mine was weak? No, 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 no. no. Because, <laughs> because because I want to get it out of the way. I want to get this one out of the way because it's one that I came up with really quickly, and I call it the Better Banner trilogy. So what we should have gotten for uh for the Hulk, and it's Avengers. You know, uh, our our real introduction to the Hulk, I'd I'd say because you know it's a different actor. You know, uh, one of two actors i think only in the entire mcu to get changed midway uh like after being introduced so uh and then uh and then we shift over to uh avengers age of ultron we get a little bit more of of uh bruce banner in that one we we get to we get to see the hulk in, in uh like like being mind controlled as well and then finishing it off with thor ragnarok because you know and what'd we, you call we, this one the better banner trilogy. Uh, I was going to say maybe the build Hawk better or build banner better. <laughs> that, that works too. That works. Be- that, that works pretty well as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I For think your political I think, science. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it, I think it builds Hulk's character pretty well. Uh, obviously, you know, he gets more characterization in infinity war and Endgame, But I feel like with those three, that's like, the closest we have to an actual decent Hulk trilogy, <laughs> which is unfortunate because I wish they did a little bit more with him. But I, I maintain, like I said, when we covered the Thor trilogy, uh, that's one of the best uh, portrayals of Hulk as a character, I think. So, And for people confused, like, why is Hulk so popular and why why did they never make another film? It's because Universal owned the distribution rights. So kind of like the Sony thing, but Sony has rights to make the movies as well. uh, Universal can't make a Hulk film, but if Marvel makes it, Universal has to distribute it. There's been rumors that that has kind of ceased to exist now. Uh maybe that's why they're able to do She-Hulk people are, uh, but I, I think they'd still be fine with doing the TV show, but um, it, it seems to be, that's why he would have to be in like Avengers or age of Ultron and Thor. He wasn't able to do his own movie. I mean, like they could make it, but then universal's getting a lot of the money and Disney wouldn't want that. Um, so they're like, we'll just fit them in with all these other movies. then. So uh, for people that might be confused. Okay. I have, the Avengers Initiative trilogy. Captain Marvel, starting it off here. Oh, okay. That, that's Fury, not where, what I expected. That's not. This what is I where expected. Nick Fury gets the idea for the Avengers. He's going to name it after Carol. We get Iron Man two, where we see Fury really start to build this with Black Widow and asking Iron Man to be a consultant. And then we're going to get Avengers twenty twelve, where we actually get them put together. I think that could be fun. Yeah, that's 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 try it out. Watch those people at home. Watch those and see if it creates a story. I didn't get a chance (laughs) to test it out. (laughs) 
Yeah, that, I think that's I think that's a pretty good one. That, that's a pretty good one. Uh, I, I I think uh, you know, I I I was expecting you to to go uh, Iron Man, Captain America, the First Avenger, and Thor, but I think that one works better than than the one that I I was thinking of when you. Yeah, that one's just Phase One, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> but uh, the next one that I've got is another one that's a little a, a little bit weaker, so I'm getting it out of the way. Uh, which is the Galaxy Trilogy, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then Infinity War. It it does most of the work for like characterizing the Guardians characters. Uh, and, uh, and, and while it doesn't have the resolution in Endgame, given that Rocket is the only Guardians character, real, or Nebula as well, I guess, it, uh, in Endgame, I think that these three, until we get Guardians 3, right, is the best way to really get the Guardians of the Galaxy and their full story. Uh, because you also see, you know, Gamora's fate in, in this as well, right? So you 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 have that information about what members of the Guardians of the Galaxy are left after after uh where well up to where we are in the MCU. And you Thanos in the in the first one, uh, then you get Thanos at the end. Yeah, exactly. You, so it it gives you it gives you Thanos as a character throughout it. You don't you and you don't have to see the really ugly version of Thanos from the original Avengers movie. Oh no, they, he looks so good. I, looks I don't know. So good. I, maybe maybe it's because it, it just it, like going back and watching it, it doesn't look consistent, uh, which may, which makes it strange going back to it. So. I guess that's a third. That's a third actor that they technically changed then for for Thanos. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think that really counts. They 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 did it as like a it was like a stunt guy or something. I think that they just put behind right, there real right. quick for the three seconds. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I think was that one of the ones you said was another weaker one or another one that you already had that said? that was one that I just came up with quick. Okay, that, that's that that's. It, it's not it's not as uh i, I, I knew thought, it's an easier one right i thought like about that my issue was then i always wanted to fit endgame in there and then it was four movies and i had this i ran up on this a few times throughout mm-hmm. trying to pick some of these movies i'd even thought like uh trying to do like a well no that one could work uh, i was trying to think of a few that i was constantly running up against that i'd be like i need to fit these like i was thinking dr strange and i thought strange Mm -hmm. infinity war end game but then i wanted to stick no way home somewhere and i was like i can't like you know and it was very hard we'll have to do like a quadrilogy at some point because i have (laughs) i have some ideas for those but no we'll have to re-update this when volume three comes out Mm -hmm. um or ant-man 3 will come out first no they come out the same year so we'll have to do that we'll have to come back (laughs) Anytime there's a third one and re-rank our movies and then talk this out. Um, Okay. I have the Ant-Man trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I have Ant-Man, Civil War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, So this is the start of Scott Lang's journey. And then him, uh, you know, we kind of see hope in the first one. We see the Ant-Man and the Wasp when he gets in jail. Um, And, uh, you know, the home arrest and how things are kind of distant between them and then that kind of getting patched up at the end. If you just don't watch the end credit scene where they dust, I think this is a really good through line uh, of three films as well. Right. Yeah. And uh, the, the next one that I have 
I went with the Doctor Strange uh, trilogy for for now until we get Multiverse of Madness in like four months. But uh, that's Doctor Strange, Infinity War, and No Way Home. It's a little weird because it leaves out Endgame in there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you're just looking for information about Doctor Strange, right? Like if you just want to to get like enough characterization about Strange. Then those are the three best movies to do it because Endgame, I mean, he's there for a little bit. Yeah, can you say the last thirty minutes of Endgame are like that? You know, like stitch. Yeah, can we right? stitch together? Like <laughs> he dusts at the end of Infinity War, and then we go right to the portals scene in yeah. Endgame, and then we stop it when Tony snaps, and we don't see Strange anymore, and then we go right <laughs> into No Way Home. Yeah, I mean, like that 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 that's the that's the thing that makes it a little bit. Str- not not uh i i was about to say strange that's that's a that's a pun or uh, do we combine infinity war and endgame into one movie and say there you go and we could have these four (laughs) films no problem uh i feel like that's cheating in the in the spirit of this but i feel like if i was to leave out one you know endgame if you're if you're just looking for information about strange and you just want to know his character then i think that's the best way to do it for now uh with the original doctor strange then infinity war because you get a lot you get a lot of great information about doctor strange and infinity war and uh and then no way home and also i think it doesn't do it doesn't have too much uh ref it doesn't have too many references to endgame i think in it it in it no way home right like It'll be kind of weird going going from to Endgame, yeah, like going from Infinity War to No Way Home and being like, "Oh, they're back now." Uh, yeah, like true, Strange. true. That that's the only weird part. But otherwise, like, you know, like the the line where Strange is like, "Yeah, we fought to save half the world together." Like you you can say like, "Oh yeah, they fought together in Infinity War." Uh, right, right. And, and they mentioned they mentioned that they turned back time to get everybody back. They do mention that. No yeah. Way so, home. so I think they do enough to explain like, so like if you're just watching this without context of Endgame, you're like, oh, okay. So they use time travel to get everyone back. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that it works as a trilogy. It might not be at, it, it might not be as airtight as the one, the, the last one that I have that I came up with, but I'll save that one. All right, so here's my last one. This is a fun one, all right? I got okay. the Wong trilogy. The Wong trilogy. I got okay. Doctor Strange, Infinity War, and Shang-Chi. Nice, okay. <laughs> Just consistent Wong. I was like, you could put No Way Home here, but he's not as much. He's in Shang-Chi at the end credit scene. He's also in there when he's at the you know the the fight thing yep, that they're doing. Yep. And then you know the end credit scene, the, the last end credit scene where they're singing as well. So... I think this is a fun, just a fun Wong trilogy. We know he's, we know he likes singing from Doctor Strange when he's singing Beyonce. Yep. Um, Infinity War, we get a little bit more serious, but even then, while he does fight in Endgame, he bows out in Infinity War, and he's like, "I gotta watch the, I gotta watch the Sanctum. I'm out. You're done with him then." And then yep. when you introduce him again in, uh, uh, in Shang Chi, it's not like, "Oh, was he dusted?" worry about any of that it's just like boom right in right into the next movie right okay that that so that that's a pretty good one because juan is a great character so there there we go uh 
my last one isn't necessarily unified by uh by a plot line but it's unified by a theme and i've called it the suit around the world trilogy okay and so for these ones i mean you can watch these theoretically in any order which i think makes it kind of interesting but obviously one of them in there is avengers age of ultron right the the suit around the world that they that they mention it shows one interpretation of it it shows to, uh, tony and bruce banner's interpretation of how they're going to accomplish that to achieve security around the world right and it shows you know the avengers trying to get rid of problems before they actually happen i also have captain america the winter soldier because i think that the even though the helicarriers right are a hydra plane, taking out the threats yeah they, it, it's a similar kind of theme right you're trying to address things before they can they can destroy the world and so I think that 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 those fit together. And then I was like, OK. There I, I there's got to be another movie that fits within within this same kind of theme. And I thought, OK, what's another way they're trying to do this? And what I came up with was Doctor Strange as the last one, because I, I feel like that 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 kind of shows the sanctum and magic and the mystic arts as this suit of armor around the world and how that works. You know, how it explains the sanctums all connect. And if one of them falls, then it allows all of these other threats from other worlds to come in and threaten and threaten the earth. So I think I think it showcases, you know, uh, this this these different ways that the universe is kind of protected by these superheroes or like or is attempted to be protected by uh, by by different things, whether that's for good or bad reasons. And I think I think it, it shows all of those movies actually show a pretty good balance of the of the good parts and the bad parts of that. Like, you know, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, obviously infiltrated by Hydra. So that's bad. But uh, and uh, and then uh, but, you know, it's also it also is started with good intentions by Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Like so they, they have like a decent idea of what they're trying to do. And then, uh, you know, Age of Ultron, similar idea. Tony and uh, Tony and Bruce, they want they want to create something to stop threats before they can happen. Uh, but it goes haywire and becomes a, a destructive AI. And so we see the pros and cons of that. And Doctor Strange as well. We see the good parts of this, but we also see the ancient one who's supposed to be protecting all of these using uh, uh, magic from the dark dimension to sustain all of this and shows that Every every uh, decision to try and protect the entire world comes at a price, and I think that that that's the main unifying theme be, between all of these. The one I was just thinking about that I said like, oh no, that could work was, mm-hmm. and I in case you had it, um, I had Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, telling that's pretty Thor's yeah. Thor's story there. Yep, um, and also the the Hulk uh, it tells the Hulk story too. It tells both of theirs because Hulk in Ragnarok um, is getting tired of being the one that always has to fight, right? He loses. Mm-hmm. He, he's at an all time, I think high in Ragnarok after being champion, he gets his butt kicked by Thanos and says, I'm not going to take the beating for Bruce anymore, <laughs> withdraws himself. And then, you know, the professor Hulk stuff. So I, I think it shows both of their arcs pretty well in, in those three films. Yeah. Um, and then another one I was trying to do, I was trying to do this just to throw a wrench and everything, was the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, and No Way Home. 
but then and then without spider-man 3 because of sandman and yeah you know stuff like that so um so you could do amazing spider-man 1 2 and no way home though, yeah for the andrew garfield experience right <laughs> the andrew garfield experience i, li- yeah, I like new band like his new band yep <laughs> But yeah, so uh, if anybody has any ideas for theirs, I don't want to take them all. So if, if people do have some original ideas that we haven't said, you know, email us marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com or tweet on Twitter at TO Infinity Saga, Facebook.com slash Infinity Saga. And uh, look, uh, we might come up with some more ideas to fill out some episodes here. To our knowledge, like we said at the beginning of the show, we don't know when the next thing is. So just trying to think of some things i know before you had posited some uh avenger cartoons or like earth's mightiest heroes or Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh at some point on here i'm probably gonna have to do an x-men recap for the cartoons because marvel studios is making another season now that we got official word of and the actors have actually been recording their lines the guy who uh tweeting out some pictures of him in the recording booth and stuff so it's pretty cool um yeah but we, we have some stuff that we can do that way or like i said uh, i think at the beginning of this show or last show you know if we get jack on to talk some of those daredevil comics that he's got or maybe i read some of those dr strange ones or the ant-man ones you have and we can kind of do three episodes of that at some point yeah. um you know over the year because we're also probably gonna have some gaps in the schedule <laughs> with some of these shows and movies because we we just don't know at this point yeah well 2021 was filled with so much content that it was inevitable that it couldn't be maintained forever that and yeah also almost, the, co- the, the yeah. covid kind of crunched everything together so yeah almost a year yeah. ago i started doing the wandavision recaps and then we were pretty non-stop and we'd have like maybe three weeks off between certain stuff and then we would be right back in the thick of it right now we have no idea. I mean, if if Moon Knight is March, we still have like another two months to kind of fit stuff in, which is, you know, eight weeks of podcasts or so. So, I mean, if, if we were to do weekly, we may not, you know, sometimes I take a week off or whatever for this because there's just no news going on. But yeah, if we get some news on some of these release dates, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll at least do a solo episode, jump on and talk about that. But I want to thank Jack for coming on again. Where can people find uh, your stuff at, Jack? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I've got a soccer podcast at Final Third Show on Twitter. If you're interested in that at all, uh, it's also Final Third Show on Instagram. I talk I talk about soccer from all around the world with one of my friends, AJ, on there. It's it's a it's a great podcast. Just hit our one year anniversary, so if you're interested in that, I'd recommend checking that out. And then you can also check out my personal Twitter at jcbrasad16. I've got uh, I post about some Marvel stuff on there. I've been posting some reflections on the Marvel comics that I've been reading, as well as you know just random thoughts about other things. Sometimes politics, sometimes Disney, sometimes public transportation, sometimes a mix of all of them. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can check it out there. Yeah, really. You and AJ have really been on the public transportation kick uh, this week. <laughs> yeah, I, public transportation is great. Use it; it's fun. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I don't know what I was going to say. I, I'm found somewhere as well. Um, I already did the show ones, but uh, yeah, if you want to follow me at Cravens eighty six on Twitter, 
but yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, thanks again to Jack for jumping on here, and I hope everyone has a great day. Uh, like he said, we talked. Uh, he has a soccer podcast. I have a soccer podcast as well, and we just did the starting 11s for that. So if you skipped that one to listen to this one, that was last week. So you can go back and listen to us name starting 11 for a soccer team consisted of MCU heroes. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, But once again, thanks everybody for listening and have a great rest of your week.